Welcome to Material, a show all about the Google and Android universe hosted on the Relay FM network. This episode of Material is brought to you by Squarespace and Curiosity Stream. I'm one of your hosts, UX designer Yasmin Evian, and joining me as always, my wonderful co-host, tech columnist Andy Anako. Hey there, hi there, hello there. And app developer Russell Ivanovich. Howdy doodly, neighbor. Neighbor, neighbor, yeah. Get, get we'll some, make an American some, some, interview some, some. yet. <laughs> <laughs> That's how everyone greets each other, isn't it? When you when you you've got your picket picket fences and you're taking in your bins every night, every night. Do you, I'm sure in America they collect the rubbish every day. That's what I hear. It's howdy doody neighbor. Or it's, uh, it's actually mine. It's doodly. Mine is uh, mine is every week. So the recycling comes one of the days, and then garbage comes the other day, but once a week. Aha. Uh-huh. Okay. The raccoons in my neighborhood are very efficient. If I just like leave them <laughs> in the backyard, they'll they'll take care of me. Everyone, the the news is finally out there. Yasmin released an uncut and unedited version of how Material Podcast came to be, and I told everything. I told them all. Um, it's uh, it was released on Podcast Digest, which is a show that Russell and Andy have been on before. And uh, this was a couple of months where you were both interviewed for Podcast Digest, and you kind of told them how Material came to be, and you know shared your other uh, podcasting experience and background. Um, and they had asked me like, "Hey, come on, we we want you to come on the show to." to com- complete the trifecta of having us all on there to share our stories. Uh, but I'm, I'm kind of hard to pin down. So finally, we, we figured something out. And I came on the show, talked to Dan, and I let him know, let him know my side of the story. I, I need to know two things, Yasmin. One, was it a, a ghost? What's, what's the equivalent of a ghost writer, but for like a podcast appearance? A ghost voicer? Was it a ghost voicer? <laughs> and two, did you plagiarize any of what Andy and I said? I can either confirm, confirm or deny anything, and um, you know, you know, you and Andy didn't make up the English language. So if I <laughs> took your exact wording on some things, can I really be held, uh, you know, to that? Also, I can be honest now and say that I did have Bruce Valanche punch up some of my uh, my rejoinders there. Uh, he wasn't doing the Oscars, the Emmys, uh, Whoopi Goldberg was off television, so he had some time free, so he was able to help me out, uh, just be backstage while I was recording my podcast and just let, give me like ideas for zingers, uh, you, know, you know, Hollywood Square, Center Square sort of stuff. So if you stole from me, you know, it wasn't very original to begin with. I knew it. I knew it. But yes, Yasmin, I did listen to to the show all the way through, and I encourage our listeners. We'll put a link to it in the show notes. Um, I'd encourage them to go have a listen as well. It was yeah. I learned some new things that I, I didn't know. So there you go. What, what did you learn? I'm <laughs> oh, I knew you were going to ask that. I shouldn't have gone with that. Life. <laughs> you should no. have prepared. No, just just a few small tidbits from the life of Yasmin that I didn't realize. I didn't realize everything was yeah so compacted into into that one year. Yasmin's magical year. It's, yeah. <laughs> it is my magical year. Yeah, it was. So who, who knows what the other year holds? Hopefully, hopefully some good stuff. You're going to have to do way more with the next year. Like the expectations have been been set pretty oh, high. Oh man, oh so much pressure, so much pressure, Russell. You're like a character <laughs> no. in a Nora Ephron movie. If it were any more interesting. <laughs> I'm going to pretend to know what that's in reference to. So. Yeah, I don't get that reference. But if anyone <laughs> wants the rights to the TV miniseries, Yasmin, I'm happy to be your manager. If you need a manager, I'm there. Great, great. Yeah, I'll uh, send it over, over to Russell. He uh, manages my TV, TV appearances and podcast appearances. No, but <laughs> all, all jokes aside, I'd, I'd highly recommend people take a listen. I, yeah, I, I enjoyed it. Oh, well, thank you. Yeah, it was super fun hearing, uh, you know, Andy and Russell's side of the story because the thing is when you come and put a podcast together – 
you can share your experience. And then maybe if you're having conversations, you know, you're, you kind of get the feel of like, oh, this is what Russell's thinking or what Andy's thinking. Um, but for a lot of it, it's kind of like, I, I want to, I'm curious what Andy's, uh, you know, impression of material and how it came to be and, you know, what he was feeling and thinking of that time. So it is really fun to kind of get that inside knowledge. So yeah, we'll put a link in the show notes so everyone can go check it out. You're making it sound as though the three of us like found a body in our garage and now the police have us in separate rooms to make sure that we tell the same <laughs> story the same way. Well, maybe maybe that's exactly what happened. It's like not, they don't suspect us, but they just want to make sure that we both say we both went to the same party, we came home at the same time. Same conference. Andy Andy did not smell oddly of quicklime. <laughs> Russell did not launder his clothes three times in one night just to, to get the stains out. These are just rumours. I didn't hear that anywhere in the show. I thought our three stories were pretty consistent, actually. They they all provided a nice different angle. They were pretty consistent, almost like, you know, we have a team of people just putting together this story and editing it for us. And it's, it's possible. I don't want to discount it. It's very possible. It's, it's a tight possible. campaign that we run here. So some other fun news uh, over the week is that Google Play introduced the family library, which is great because it allows you to share what you love with the ones you love. That was a good tagline, whoever wrote that at Google. High five to you. Um, but now you can actually share the movies that you purchase on Google Play with, uh, you know, kids, spouse, or even a really, really close friend. And it makes it really easy if you buy a movie. Like this is a, a pretty common occurrence in our house is that I would buy a movie you know for our daughter to watch and then if I left the house uh, my husband had to find a way to to get that on there and we did get an and the nexus player which an android tv which was logged into my account so through the android tv he was able to access that information uh, but what happens when you don't have an android tv and that person isn't logged on what about if you just you have a, a chromecast it's only you know chromecast are only like 35 bucks perfect way to watch your movies from your phone and someone bought the movie and it wasn't on your account well now you can actually share that movie purchase so that your uh, loved ones can actually access and watch that while you're gone so i think that's really really cool and super awesome because i think it's uh that that's like the one of the most annoying things about the digital age is when you would buy a DVD of a movie, you'd have it in your house. Sure, you don't usually carry it everywhere with you. So the benefit of it being digital is if you go on a road trip, you don't have to bring that DVD, right? You can actually just bring your phone or a tablet and then you have it. But the annoying thing is if you just buy like one movie and you are intended it to be a household item. No one else can watch it. So this is really, really cool. Um, I've seen, I haven't seen a lot of apps have the, allow you to do the family library item. Oh, Russell, Russell has a, has a thing to say about that. <laughs> so the, the, the way it works on the app side is very similar. Any app, I think, purchased after July 26th or so, there's, there's a date there towards the end of July, is automatically opted in. You, Google doesn't give you the choice there. But if you bought the app before that, it's actually up to the developer whether they want to go into the Google Play console and tick a box. There's just a box that says, hey, um, I want to make our app available you know, to family sharing, even if it was bought before that date. It's, I think it's nice that they give developers a choice. Um, we went and we had a discussion about it internally, and we thought, why not? Like, if someone's bought our app and they want to share it with the family, you know, why not? I mean, chances are they weren't going to buy four copies. That, that feels a bit punitive. So we've gone in and, and you know, ticked that box for our app. If it makes sense for your app, I'd encourage you know, a lot of other developers to do the same. I don't, I don't really see a lot of downside. Russell, now I'm upset because, you know, my husband and I both bought Pocket Casts. and it's now too I late, want a suckers. I already kidding. have your money <laughs> and you can't get it back. 
<laughs> no! <laughs> no, but it, is, it does seem to extend to the whole Google Play ecosystem, which, which is cool. Like I know Apple did that about a year ago, maybe more on, on iOS, and it was a really nice feature. There's, I hope Google's is not as convoluted because I had so much trouble with the Apple one about credit cards and authorizations and 30 days of waiting and, oh, my goodness. It took me like six months before I could sort out family sharing. And in the end, I gave up. I'm like, this is too hard. So hopefully Google's implementation is a lot more solid. If anyone out there is already using it, I don't know if you are, Yasmin, I'd, I'd love to hear about it. Yeah, so it's actually uh, pretty easy to set up Google Play, the family library. I think when I got the notification, when I opened up my Google Play store, and then it gave me the option to turn on family sharing, um, I will say that I had already turned on like the family account because my husband and I both share a family Google Play music thing. So I may have gone through all that trouble already. Um, So I had already set up the family account with our shared credit card, which will allow to use like the same payment on there. Um, And so it was really easy. The the only, okay, here's my, my only downside. So it said, would you like to add any available like movies or books or apps to the family sharing? And I said no, because I wanted to go through all of the different apps and just select which ones I wanted. Well, that was a mistake because there is no way to batch select everything and disallow those to be shared. (laughs) So now I have to go into each movie and each app that I want to share in order to share it. So that was kind of annoying. Um, So if you are setting it up, I believe it's easier to just grant access to everything or or all the apps and movies and then go into like edit and remove the ones you don't want. So um, that's that's that. That's my my tip. (laughs) But other than that, I would say it's really easy to find an app that you want to share. For instance, I just opened up Pocket Cast and it gives me a little option that says family library and a little toggle that allows me to say yes or no. So it's super, super easy to like just pick an app and be able to share it. So those, that's it. There is one other bit of, um, well, actually two other interesting bits of feedback that we got. One is we got exactly the emails I expected about Bluetooth. We got emails saying, I agree with you so much. Bluetooth is the worst. It's it's so crummy. You can't get it to connect. And we, of course, got the other side of the emails, which is Bluetooth is amazing. I've never had a single problem. My headphones uh, work reliably 100% of the time. I have NFC, tap to pair. I didn't even have to go and mess with the settings. And we know that both of those cases are true. You can have an amazing experience with Bluetooth. You can have a not-so-amazing experience with Bluetooth. I guess our point last week was at the moment you have the choice and it would be nice to still have the choice, you know, going forward until Bluetooth becomes, you know, super solid for everybody. Like, it would be nice if 99.9% of people had a positive experience as opposed to if I had to pull a number out of the air. I'd say at the moment it's 50-50 whether you're going to have an amazing experience with Bluetooth or not. The funny part about it is I received a tweet that was saying, as soon as you were ranting about how Bluetooth disconnects, I'm not kidding, but my Bluetooth audio disconnected. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, case in point, everyone. (laughs) So, yeah, like you said, it's we're not saying that Bluetooth um, shouldn't be on devices. It's just give us the option. Give us the option. Yeah, but my, my basic point of view is that it's a big leap from having Bluetooth and a headphone jack on the device and deleting the headphone jack without having a really good reason why you're doing that. Uh, I'm st- it's, I think that we're going to continue to talk about uh, ways that Apple could possibly spin, for instance, deleting a, a headphone jack from the iPhone 7 
as a consumer positive thing. Uh, they made. We'll talk about. We'll talk about a little later about the uh, the Samsung Galaxy Note Seven was announced today, and I knew that it would be yet another really really bad moment for Apple's idea of deleting the headphone jack because uh, it is uh, <laughs> it is IP68 waterproof. Uh, which means uh, it's uh, totally dustproof. It means that it's water resistant against rain, splashes and spills, and immersion. Uh, in Samsung's case, they say uh, up to uh, a meter and a half or stay down there for 30 minutes. Uh, and it has a damn headphone jack. <laughs> so any argument that Apple wants to make that, oh, it just makes it so much, you know, people, like, lint gets in there and it gets broken and water gets in there. You want to say, oh, so you're saying that Samsung is more clever than you are. Good to know. Let's put that in the ad, <laughs> in the next Samsung ad. As a matter of fact, they gave uh, the Samsung actually gave Apple some crap about that during the actual presentation. They're sort of making a big deal out of the fact, and it has a headphone jack. And they waited a second <laughs> for the joke to, to to sort of sit in at the uh, with the media and people uh, that were there. Um, I wasn't there actually. It was unfortunate. I, I had too many conflicts this afternoon, so I have not actually held one in my hand. Uh, but I have agents on the ground, and also I've been. Uh, talking to official sources about it. Um, it's uh, the, the basic takeaway of the new Galaxy Note 7 is that it's pretty much all of the features of the Galaxy 7 S7 Edge that was released early this week, uh, except for it has a larger screen, uh, same uh, resolution, uh, same 2560 by 1440, but of course it's uh, 5.7 inches. It has a USB-C instead of a micro USB, which is something that I really want to know why they didn't put USB-C uh, on the Galaxy S7 Edge, because uh, it's definitely where everybody's going right now. Uh, they improved the stylus. Uh, they'd also decided that this thing where if you put the stylus back in the its holder the wrong way it you can't pull it back out again it was a nice feature they wanted to give it a try uh, people reacted negatively to that feature <laughs> so they decided to make the stylus in such a way with the note note 7 so that if you put it back in the wrong way it will not go when it will not get stuck uh, they also uh Interestingly, they made more changes to uh, Samsung's signature TouchWiz interface. They made some tweaks to the S7 Edge. This one is much, much bigger. Not so much that it would be uh, it would knock your head off. Uh, but there's a lot more white space. It's a lot more airy. Um, makes me wonder why they were saving that for the Edge if they just thought that having a, a physically larger screen made more sense for this layout than it did on the S7. Uh, but they really the, the, the cool big new feature is uh, the new uh, Iris, uh, Iris uh, security unlock feature uh, where it has an actual infrared em emitter or rather the, the status LED on the front uh, has an infrared mode. There is a dedicated infrared camera right next to it. So if you hold it up like a little bit in front of your face, it can actually, it will take a picture of your eyeball uh, and compare that to the known eyeball. Uh, and if it is a uh, concurrent eyeball, it will unlock your phone for you. Uh, this is not a replacement for fingerprint sensors, but it's a, a second option. Uh, it remains to be seen if, uh, as has happened with so many uh, Samsung features in the past, if it's a really cool, really transformative feature or just something that you'll show off to people for the first two weeks and then never use again. Um, it's, a, it's, it's nice that they have both of these uh, because there, has been, there have been some security experts who have been uh, trying to 
trying to make the point that fingerprint readers are not as accurate as people might expect them to be uh, because they can be fooled under the right circumstances. There actually was uh, a couple of weeks ago a news item about how uh, a murder victim uh, left behind an un- a locked phone that required a fingerprint. And so they took scans of the victim's fingerprints. They basically tried all kinds of techniques to create an artificial device or something that could be placed in front of the fingerprint reader, unlock it. They did manage to do that, not with you know a HP desk jet color- coloring jet printer or anything like that. Uh, they had to create a print of the fingerprint using electrically conductive ink that they could only manufacture uh, through a printer that costs hundreds of thousands of dollars but it does uh, it does say it does make the point that these fingerprint readers are not necessarily looking for something that absolutely must be a human finger with an actual pulse behind it it really is a camera that's looking for uh, reading a system of finger of loops and whirls uh, through electrical conductance and that might be able to spoof be spoofed so it but it remains to be seen if this iris reader is going to be any more secure but if it is it would be kind of interesting to see if you uh, use the fingerprint reader let's say just to unlock the device uh, for your typical taking out of your pocket sort of stuff but for something like to get access to your banking app uh, they would much rather you would you can you can define it as don't allow access to this individual app unless you, you get, get you got to get an eyeball before you let people uh, into my banking app uh, and that's that's another nice little tweak that they put into the uh, uh, their version of android you can actually sort of sandbox individual apps and uh, data and put it behind uh, re- require a fingerprint reader or, or, an, or an eyeball reader um, other than that there's not a whole lot to say they made it uh, the, it's certainly a lot more uh, a lot better constructed uh, higher grade materials the aluminum frame is now a 7000 series aluminum which all i need to know is that it's much tougher than before it's the latest generation gorilla glass so they have not said that you can drop it and you'll definitely not break the screen but that's certainly something that uh, that's going to be a, that's uh, going to be a factor for that uh, micro has the same micro sd slot uh, interestingly now the base model comes with 64 gigabytes of storage, but you can't buy 128. You can't buy larger capacity. Uh, but the, of course, the micro SD slot will accept up to 256 gigabytes of storage per card. Uh, the same wireless charging and fast charging as, as the S7. The only thing that was kind of weird to me is that uh, the battery is just a little bit smaller in capacity than the uh, Galaxy S7 Edge, uh, which is not necessarily a problem, but you got to think that this is a much larger screen. Uh, it's not driving more pixels, so maybe that's not a real battery drain problem, but you're talking about larger surface area. So it remains to be seen if that's going to be a factor, if it's going to get... It's certainly a much better, bigger battery than last year's uh, Galaxy S5 Edge, uh, which had the same uh, density screen. Uh, it didn't have the... The uh, Note 7 now has those same curved edges as the Galaxy S7 Edge. Like I said, it really is like a bigger Galaxy S7. Uh, overall, though, it really looks pretty darn sweet. Uh, I'm, just, just, just to button up a couple of things, it is the uh, same camera, same amount of system RAM, uh, front, same camera front and back, same uh, optical image, image stabilization. I actually kind of like that, that you don't have to say, uh, for instance, if in the iPhone space, if you want uh, a camera with optical image stabilization, well, too bad that you don't want a bigger phone because that's only going to be available in this other model. So you're pretty free to choose uh, what you want to choose. 
Uh, and uh, so uh, pre-orders are going to begin tomorrow, and that's Wednesday, August 3rd, as we record. First shipments in the U.S. Uh, on August 19th. They have not announced pricing yet, but people expect it to be roughly the same price as the Note 5. So uh, really, it's a lot of it seems to be like they took what was what people didn't necessarily like about the S5, uh, like the way that they made it waterproof by adding flappy covers to it, like the way that you could <laughs> you could. You could get your stylus stuck in there uh, and just made it better. So I'm looking forward to getting my hands on a sample and just <laughs> rock and rolling the hell out of it. Yeah, I am as well, Andy. I, I got to say, as a as a fan of the S7 Edge, I keep forgetting the numbers that these phones come up with. Um, I'm a huge fan of this phone, and I'm super surprised because I really wasn't a fan of the S6. I think uh, the battery is perfect, the screen is amazing, the the build quality is is really good, and I think the the Note is this the Note Seven. Up to seven, is, yeah, okay. No, they, they skip. They skip one. So many numbers. Yeah, they skip one. So the Note Seven is. It feels like the evolution of, of that design language. You know, the the thing Samsung were kind of working towards with the S five and then the S six and then eventually the S seven. This feels like you know like the final evolution of it. You've got the the curves are slightly less curved, which I think is a good thing. You know, you've got it blends really nice into the back of the case. I have a reporter a friend who's actually over there at the moment, and he's he's been sending me a few things. It sounds like. This is probably the best designed Samsung phone that they've ever made. You know, it's just the the S7 slightly evolved. You've got obviously the stylus as well if you're into that. The only thing that I wonder is the screen's not actually that much bigger. So the screen on the S7 is 5.5 inches. The screen on the Note is 5.7 inches. And I know you have the stylus to differentiate it and you have a few other things, but I don't know. Is is it getting to the point where there's not enough differentiation? Because the Note used to be the giant, massive Samsung phone and all the other phones used to be quote-unquote small. And now that line kind of seems to be blurry. Yeah, just realize that that's uh, obviously when you talk about the diagonal uh, size of the screen. So you're talking X and Y. So for and you also got to get into the headspace where the it's already a big, big phone. Uh, and so for a lot of people, the S7 Edge is going to be about as big as they can handle. Uh, but you're right. When you look at the uh, actual physical dimensions, X by X by Y, I'm looking at a table here, and the Note 7 is 153.5 millimeters by 73.9 millimeters versus a puny 150.9 millimeters by 72.6. But that when but that translates into not it it, it feels larger than uh, the numbers actually dictate uh there're going to be a lot of people who kind of i think there're going to be a lot of people who kind of wish that uh, app that uh, Samsung made sort of a Samsung 7 S7 SE like Apple did uh there was a, they Apple just had their quarterly results call and things the, the sales are down because this is the quarter in which people, Apple doesn't sell a lot of phones but they were really surprised to find that a lot of people who had the money to buy uh, a top of the line uh, iPhone 6 they went for the SE edition the smaller one that's the same size as the classic uh, Apple iPhone because they wanted a smaller phone. Oh, give me, give me the big phones. I like the, <laughs> I like the big phones. Um, like I've said, I've, I've, once I carried the Moto X uh, edition, the, my old phone, I was like, oh, it's so cute and fun. But man, I, I love the size of the 6P. Like it's just, I, I really enjoy the bigger screen. Um, mostly because, it, you know, it fits kind of, I guess, my, 
my life. I'm not usually like one to having to have, I mean, I do put it in my, in my back pocket, um, for my jeans and stuff, but it's not something where I like have to make sure it fits into my pockets so I can carry it around all day. So I guess that's, that's kind of the difference with me. Um, some other fun things that Samsung announced at the event is the gear icon six, which are wireless, uh, small buds that go into your ear and they combine the, that's the gear uh, icon x <laughs> i was I, yes gear icon x not icon six. Oh man see I, it's too many letters and too many numbers throws me off so the gear icon x they have the, the small buds or wireless earbuds that use uh, bluetooth so you can get music but they also have a built-in fitness tracking and also they can store music locally so if you are looking uh, for something to really just work out in, these are probably the ones to get. Um, they really are completely wireless. So each one of those buds goes into one of your ears and that's it. There's like no cords connecting them or anything. Like you just put them in your ear. I'm looking at a picture right now. Um, you know, some of them, are the colors are pretty cool looking. I'm trying to think if you have smaller ears, like how comfortable they would be, they look a little bit big. Um, it's not, it's definitely not something that's kind of super dis discreet. You know, you can definitely see, see that in there. Um, it also has a heart rate monitor. So you really, if you are looking for a way to get uh, into shape and you want some music while you're doing that, these are probably the ones for you. Uh, the pricing on these is I did see it somewhere. Where did I? It, oh, they're starting at uh, $1. No, $1. $1. I'll take $1. Everyone, I'll take five of those. <laughs> <laughs> they're starting at $199 in the US, uh, which is, I don't know, a million dollars in Australia, Russell? No, yes, man. It's 275 Australian dollars. It says so on the website. Our, our currency is not. <laughs> we, we normally get the Australia tax, but uh, Samsung, funnily enough, is one of the few companies that doesn't tend to ding us with that. Like Apple sometimes does it because they set their exchange rates one every once every six months. And if our exchange rate goes up or down, um, we get done. But the thing is, uh, this is interesting to me because a lot of um, headphone makers have been heading this way. I don't know if you remember Motorola made a, don't remember the name of it, a very similar looking earpiece that was the same thing. You put it back in the, the thing the to hint, charge it. The Motorola Hint. Yeah. The Motorola Hint, that was it. And they had some similar concepts where that could also talk to you. Um, and it was just, it was that tiny thing. You, you put it in the thing to charge it, you take it out and it's charged. But I don't. I don't know how comfortable this would be. I guess you'd have to try. I'm sure they have replaceable ends. That's pretty common with, with these headphones yep. where you have like, you know, three different tip sizes or whatever. But still, especially if it's made for jogging, I'm sure they've tested this. Samsung are reasonably good at industrial design, but I, I don't know how I'd feel about jogging with, with something like that in my ear. Yeah, I've always wondered. I, I, like the, I like the Motorola Hint a lot. It was hard for me to change my habits so that I I, I can barely change uh, make sure that I put I take out I put my watch on every single day like when, when it's humid like uh, like it has been for the past couple of weeks uh, even though I real I just really like the idea of this earbud uh, in the in the case of the hint that really disappears inside your ear you don't nobody else it doesn't really scream to everybody else I'm wearing a wearable computer but nonetheless you can just simply tap at this nicely like wood fake wood grained button that's sort of at the side of your ear there and just say okay shlomo what's uh, 412 time what's what's going to be the weather tomorrow or uh add a note to self blah 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 because it's also getting picking up audio from the from your, your head bones or whatever however it does that uh it's nice to have a computer that's always with you that can always integrate into your life but nonetheless doesn't require people to deal with a face that's wearing something like google glass uh, <laughs> <laughs> These uh, the, the the Icon X it look it looks really cool. 
Uh, I'm not sure that even uh, working out that I'd be happy wearing this for an hour, hour and a half. Uh, but it's, it's 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 an interesting idea of having a completely self-contained computer without having to take your phone with you, without having to do all this other stuff. It, it integrates its data will integrate with uh, with Strava and all these other fitness apps. So once you get back home, uh, all the data collected about your heart rate, your I think even your pace, uh, your uh, distance, all the, all this other data from your workout, uh, you'll you'll get credit for having exerted yourself. Uh, 200 bucks, that's kind of a lot of money, but eh, there are a lot of people that are really into that, and they've been looking for something exactly like that. The simple fact that this uh, it doesn't even require uh, a connecting wire between those two separate earbuds is pretty cool. Uh, you have to be comfortable with the idea of these two things talking to each other by drilling through your ears from one <laughs> pole of your brain to the other with radio waves. But as long as you're one of those people who doesn't believe that radio waves are a communist conspiracy to uh, divide, to, to deplete your body of, of, of ozone, uh, I think you'll be okay with it. <laughs> Uh, there's also uh, a couple other quick uh, quick announcements. They announced the uh, Go- the Gear VR2, uh, which continues to just get better and better. It's still 99 bucks, uh, still uh, a really cool headset that you slap your current uh, Samsung phone is. Uh, this is not specifically for the Note 7. It also works with the uh, Galaxy S7 uh, with a with an adapter for the micro USB. Uh, but now it's a, the cool complete black color uh, to match all the other uh, VR hardware. That's out there. You also have a wider 110 angle uh, angle of view, so that will make it a lot more immersive because you don't feel like you're wearing scuba, scuba goggles and looking through a tunnel. Uh, other than that, not a whole lot. They added a, a home button that will quickly get you back to wherever the your concierge for the app is. That's going to be uh, important. Uh, it's still 99 bucks. It's going to be available the same day as the Note 7. And finally, those of us poor wretches here in the United States of America finally get the Gear 360 camera, uh, also available. Uh, on August 19th, 349 bucks. Uh, that's their 360 degree instantly take a picture, instantly take an immersive VR v- video. Uh, it does require a an S7 or a Note 7. Uh, there is a hack that's actually available on the Play Store that will get it working on other Android phones, but that is uh, you you operate it at your own risk. Uh, the secret sauce of the Gear 360 is that the CPU on the phone has to stitch together these two 190-degree uh, views, uh, which is especially tricky with video. Uh, and so if, it, if you're okay with it not losing the... If, it, if your phone losing the ability to generate both upper and lower case for a good 18 minutes while it's t- too preoccupied with other digital stuff, uh, it's, it looks like a pretty cool uh, piece of gear. Yeah, it definitely does. And I'll be excited to play with that. We got the Ricoh Theater S in the office a while ago. I think I talked about it on the show. It's quite a cool camera. The Gear 360 looks looks even better. It comes with this little tripod thing. It's, it's quite a cute looking thing. And the other thing I will say is I'm sure people from Google are listening. There's still rumors that Google's working on their own phone. They're obviously bringing out new Nexus phones at some stage. Uh, this is how you do shipping. This thing is shipping in Australia at exactly the same time as it is in the US in volume. You can pre-order it. The pre-orders don't sell out. They don't stop, you know, one day into the pre-order. They're like, too many, time to give up for the next few months. No, you can keep ordering it. And then when it comes in stock, they send it to you. I, I know I sound a little oh, it bit patronizing. It would be a Nexus but- launch without one. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I do love the way that Samsung are one of the few companies in the world who can manufacture and ship in volume and do it really, really well. Like the the quality is not compromised. They ship, you know, to all different places in the world. I'm sure there's some places in the world where they don't launch day one. That's that's probably um, almost impossible, but they do a really good job of it. And I think it's something that a lot of other companies in the, the Google space really need to emulate. Almost everyone, like Motorola, LG, uh, Google, none of them manage that sort of worldwide ship date. 
Yeah, I mean, Apple is sort of set the standard for it's available all over the world on the same day. Uh, so it's a bummer when a company, particularly a company like Amazon, you, they can't even make it available in Canada <laughs> for quite a while. <laughs> and Canada is really quite close to the, America, to the United States of America. So it's, uh, it's, you're almost encouraging these Canadians to come down, visit, maybe leave behind some tourist bucks and then come back with an Amazon Echo or something. <laughs> well, I mean, they, they have it so good up there. We can't give them everything. You know, they have to have something to complain about. But I guess they're maybe too nice to do that. <laughs> and, and this episode of Material is brought to you by Squarespace, the simplest way for anyone to create a beautiful landing page, website, or online store. Start building your website today at squarespace.com. Enter offer code material at che checkout to get 10% off your first purchase. With easy-to-use tools and templates, Squarespace helps you capture every, uh, every detail of what drives you because it's worth the effort. It's worth sharing to the world. Squarespace puts all the power in your hands. They have awesome templates for you to go in there um, and tinker with and add all of the information that really speaks to your business or whatever message you're wanting to get out. Uh, their templates are responsive, which means it's going to look great on desktop, tablet, or on your mobile device. Either way, Squarespace, your Squarespace site is going to look amazing. And if you are comfortable getting into the code and messing with the CSS, Squarespace also has a developer platform, which allows you to go in there and tinker, tinker with it to make it just the way you want it. They have a ton of awesome features like 24-7 support with live chat and email. And they have, of course, their awesome commerce platform, which allows anyone to add a store into their Squarespace site. And you're going to get rock solid, fast hosting, and so much more. If you sign up for a year, you'll also get a free domain allowing you to choose exactly what you want your site to be called. Squarespace plans start at just $8 a month. Start a free trial with no credit card required and start building your website today by going to squarespace.com. When you decide to sign up for Squarespace, make sure to use the offer code material to get 10% off your first purchase and share your support for material and all of Relay FM. Thanks so much, Squarespace, for sponsoring the show and all of Relay FM. Well, there's something in the show notes that I didn't add and is a complete surprise to me, and I'm excited to find out about it because it says Android <laughs> add-ons for Docs and Sheets on Android, and I'm going to sit back and I'm going to be educated. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So this is really, really cool. So on Android from Docs and Sheets, so you have the Google Dots Docs, is that now they have added Android add-ons. Um, so what this means is that other tools can plug in to your Google Docs and your Google Sheets or other apps, I should have said. Um, so one of these ways that this works is, for instance, I use ScanBot. I don't know if uh, any of you have heard about it, but Scan ScanBot is a pretty cool app that allows you to uh, scan documents via picture, and it creates into PDF, and you can export it into other formats. The cool thing about it is that it can actually uh, use the text that's on the on the image that you have and convert it into actual text that you can search and, um, you know, highlight and all that fun stuff. So it has the built-in OCR. Um, okay, so how do those two apps work together? Because you're saying, Yasmin, can I just use ScanBot and then, you know, maybe dump it in my, to my Google Drive and then it's kind of like having it into my Google Doc? Well, let me tell you, Andy, let me tell you why this is cool, all right? <laughs> so you open up a Google Doc, and you're looking at it, and you're, and you're writing some stuff, and you realize, hey, the information of the printed document that happens to be on my desk is really valuable, and I don't want to type that all up because in this digital age, somehow that file got lost. 
there's no existence. You'd have to type it all by hand. So you would <laughs> go into the overflow menu and there's like an add-ons section and you would tap on ScanBot and it would open up like the, the module for ScanBot to actually start taking the picture of the document in front of you. And then it'll take a quick picture and then it'll actually start uh, the OCR uh, process and it actually makes that text into the document. So it brings that text that it just scanned into your Google Docs. Um, so it's, it's pretty cool. I have been playing with it. It's not perfect. <laughs> it's, it, it still has some work to do. But, not, but ne- neither are any of us, Yasmin. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> so really, can, can I really judge you? I can't really judge you, ScanBot. None of us exactly. are perfect. Um, so it does allow you, it inserts the content into the docs as editable text. So you can go in there and arrange it and, and make any changes. So um, it's actually pretty, pretty cool. And I, I know they have a lot of like Google Sheets integrations. Like I saw one for the classroom where you can like take attendance and even um, what, what was one of the other things that allow you like grade homework. And so there's all these different uh, cool things that you can integrate into Google Docs and Google Sheets. Um, there's another one where I think it allows you to keep track of like if you have a sales team and you want to see how many sales Russell has gotten over the year, it <gasps> like allows you to input that data. I know. It's very um, so there's a lot zero. of cool stuff. Probably, okay, so one of the ones that I would say most listeners who are not involved in, in like the, they're not instructors or anything that may actually benefit from these is that there's like document signing as an add-on. So, you know, when you are sent a a PDF and you need to open it and you need to sign it, well, they actually have an integration now where you can add your signature into, you know, one of those uh, fancy apps and then allows you to place that into the document. So it's pretty cool. It's neat. And I'm excited to see what other add-ons get added. (laughs) Yeah. Speaking of, I'll, I'll, I'll call an audible myself. Uh, that's something I, I didn't put in the show notes because I couldn't figure out how to make it work until about a half an hour ago. Apparently, there's a new feature in Google Keep that I'm a big fan of uh, where uh, you're familiar with uh, – if you go into the search box, for instance, in Google Photos, you can find that it uh, Google Photos has automatically analyzed your pictures and automatically tagged animals and tagged statues and tagged buildings uh, without your you really knowing about it. Well, now they've actually expanded that to and added that to Google Keep so that, uh, as always, you can type in a, a pound symbol and then a, a label to label things manually. But now if you do a search, you will find, starting as of a couple of days ago, uh, you can do a search and you'll find that it is, try, is trying to figure out what is in these lists. So if you have uh, made something that's a, a restaurant recommendation, it will automatically add it to something called food, for instance, or locations. Uh, it'll, it does a pretty uh, – today's – literally a uh, half an hour ago is the first time that I've actually seen this triggered. Uh, it is part of a new update to Google Keep. If you don't have that update, uh, it should be available right now if you go to keep.google.com. Uh, but it really is the, the sort of thing that I really like about uh, Google Apps where uh, if I keep giving it data, part of the payback for that is that eventually it will find ways to organize that and present it back to me in a way that's very, very useful to me. So I'm looking forward to what happens when this has been live for more than uh, a few days. Uh, and it's actually going to encourage me to, instead of being a bit of a, a bed hopper for uh, notes-taking apps, to put more things in, in Keep and try to sort of uh, standardize on it. Because no other, lots of apps will do the sort of things that Keep does, but none of them can make sense of it automatically. And that's really the one thing that I need a notes app to do for me. 
Yeah, I'm just playing with this as you were talking, Andy. I have some things down the bottom. I've got food, films, and music. They're the default three. I'm like, films? I don't think I've ever said anything about films. And I go in there, and it says, hi, thanks for coming to meet with us about something, something, the role of. <laughs> and it saw, I think it saw the words the role of, and it's like, ooh, he must be a movie producer. He's interviewing people for a role. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> I do look forward to it getting slightly better. I'm just clicking on these various things. The one that's really interesting to me is if you press the more button, you get travel. I'm like, I don't think I've ever logged any travel stuff in here. And then it's got my US number in there that I had while I was in the US, which I made a note of, obviously. So either it's picked up the word US and it knows I live in Australia or it's recognized that's an American phone number. I'm not sure which, but that's that's pretty cool. And as that evolves, you know, I can only see that getting better. Well, thank you. Well, thank you, Google Rollouts, because I don't have, I don't have it. Getting, <laughs> you're making me jealous. That actually sounds really cool. Uh, there is uh, one fun feature, and I, f- I found this out, and some some people were tweeting about it. Um, and they might have just like announced it, just uh, maybe they made an announcement, and they just integrated it. But if you start typing in a checklist, it provides grocery items for autofilling. So it's actually pretty cool. So if you start typing like MI, it'll give you an option to add milk as as it autofills the stuff. So it's just kind of a fun. I yeah. really I really do like Keep. It's probably one of those apps that um, I don't use. I mean, I use I use often, but it's not one of those apps that I'm like it. It's just, I don't know, like, oh, my man, this has, like, completely changed my life. But it's something that's really useful that I usually go back to and look at all my notes. Because it's just, it's the quickest way for me to just dot, jot down an idea that I have and be able to just put it away. Yeah, that's, that's exactly how I feel about it. I like the fact that it's very, very simple and streamlined. Even if it does mean that it's so streamlined that it can have a cool feature that I like that I don't find out about until I actually read about it. Uh, actually, for months, it has actually had the Evernote-like feature to, if you, uh, sometimes you just take a picture of like a page of text or a business card uh, just because, okay, I'll just take the picture, I'll keep it as a, as a photo note, and then I'll just have that information. But if that photo is in there as a note, you just uh, tap, click, click on the more uh, the more icon for more features and you will find that there is a option for grab image text so it will simply con- it will do OCR on all the text that's visible within that image uh, and create that as a note you can then delete the original photo if it's done it accurately uh, and then now you've got keyword searching for uh, for all that sort of stuff I, I want to make a quick note um, you have to have the word grocery so like if you have a grocery list for it to uh, to start providing you grocery list item suggestions so if you were uh, if you were typing away as I as you heard me saying and you go Yasmin I'm typing in milk and it's not auto completing for me you have to have the word grocery um, some form in the the note Andy, you're, you need a, you need to buy more soda. Didn't you just buy four liters of Dr. Pepper three days ago? <laughs> Andy, I did no, not no, know no. that. that grab- I'll, just, I'll just autocorrect that to soy milk for you. <laughs> Donuts? I think you mean lettuce. Uh, it's definitely lettuce. <laughs> I just tried that grab text thing, Andy. I had no idea that was in there. It is amazing. I've got, yeah, me neither. I've got a picture of some cat food here, which is apparently the last picture I took. I guess I was trying to get the same one. <laughs> and it is transcribed everything like down to the minutest detail off the labels, and it's done it pretty well. It supports yeah. gentle, healthy digestion, Andy. <laughs> it makes it actually it makes me wonder if it hasn't if it doesn't automatically do that just as a way of indexing and if so if you tapped into the search box if it, if it would be able to find you text that is in a photo that you happen to take even if you didn't explicitly uh ocr that image 
Yeah, that wouldn't surprise me actually because it was really fast. I, I imagine maybe maybe that's done server side, yep. you know, ahead of time, and then you just get to you get to see the text that's in there. That's that's really cool. The thing I like about Google Keep that I never used to like, I guess, is when I first started using it, I was like, cool, a note taking app from Google, and I think at that time it wasn't on iOS, and the web app wasn't very good, and I'm like, ah, oh, it's another one of those Google apps that was built and then abandoned, and now like I've switched to it, and I got I'm stuck. But since then, yeah. they've actually done a, a good job of updating the Android app. They've done a good job of updating the iOS app. The web app has seen improvements. So there's clearly a team of people behind it now, and, and Google cares, which is it's nice to know because I was almost thinking about switching to you know competing services. I'm like, well, if you're not going to update this and bring it you know everywhere, what's what's the point? Yeah, it's definitely one one of those apps that I've seen that has actually gotten better um, in time. Like they, when it first launched, it was kind of just like, eh, like all right, it's 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 all right, it's it's fine. Um, but then they slowly started integrating some stuff that you're just like, oh wow, without making a big deal out of it, you've added a lot of cool features that are just like helping me as a user. Um, but it's not something that I really have to think about, which is actually the best. So it really is fun to see Google keep improving. Yeah, I have to keep reminding myself that oftentimes if there's an app or a service that I don't like, and I usually get to see these things like with almost pre-version 1.0, I really have to remind myself to look, check back on it from time to time because these things keep improving. And soon enough, the things that I didn't like about it get fixed or they'll take it into a different direction. And now it's something that's very compatible with what I need an app to do. Um, next, so uh, there's a rumor floating around that I don't know if I believe or not. Uh, there is a rumor that if you have a Nexus device, you will receive uh, that uh, Nougat or Android uh, Android Seven is going to be released August fifth. That's this Friday. Uh, I would have assumed that we would have heard some rumblings before then. Uh, oftentimes, uh, particularly a big company that's very much on the ball has a way of sort of making sure you can hear the thunder in the distance before the lightning strikes uh, strikes your house. Uh, only only in a positive, benevolent way. They'll just suddenly they're talking a lot more about what you what you should do before the unannounced ship date actually actually arrives. Uh, they had they did announce that it's going to be available by the end of the summer, which would mean sometime by the end of August really uh, unless they get really in the soup and they have to take the labor day <laughs> they have to take the labor day cop out uh, but the only th the, the reason why this kind of got my attention is that this is all based on one tweet by Evan Blass uh, and uh, he says Android 7.0 releases next month with the eight, uh, the August 5th, uh, along with the uh, eight, excuse me, alongside the August 5th security patch. Sorry, Nexus 5 owners, no nougat for you. And then an emoji that the kids are using that I've I'm not hip enough to to really parse, or I don't know what the what the uh, English language version of it is. It is some version of a uh, sad smiley face uh, with uh, some sort of a tear duct. I'm thinking there is no uh, additional uh, amendment to the emoji, but uh, he's Evan. It's he's generally on the ball when it comes to these sort of rumors, uh, and it seems like he wouldn't stick his neck out with that unless he thought that he really had the juice on this one. Uh, and I have to, I have to, if only I knew a really, really uh, important Android developer that has his ear to the ground and might have even more close to the, close to the origin sources than I do. Oh, hey, there is, there's Russell. Russell, what do you think about this? <laughs> we don't have one of those developers, Andy, but you have me. So you're going to have to make two. I will say just quickly, I, I did the alt text on the emoji. It's actually crying face. Is, is the description. So crying oh. face, Nexus 5 owners. Um, when you first told me about this, Andy, I was 
almost positive. I'm like, there's no way they're releasing on Friday. Like I have, I've honestly heard zero. Uh, I'm not even like under any NDAs or anything. It's just like, haven't heard anything, haven't been warned about anything. You think for an operating system this size that has things like multitasking that developers have to um, work in, you think we would have had notice, but then I guess the flip side of that coin is they've they've signaled to us, hey, this is the final beta we're ever going to give you. This is feature complete. This is this is done. You know, they gave us that quite a few weeks ago. Now maybe that was uh, them trying to signal that, hey, this is the last version you're going to get. Like you need to fix your apps and you need to do all the things you meant to do. The only thing that makes me believe this is the fact that you, like you say, it's from Evan uh, Blass, who's who's normally he's a pretty good source. Like he normally gets a, a lot of the stuff spot on. I find it weird that they'd roll it into a security update, but it's it's Google. Like any anything could happen, I guess. And I guess we only have to wait till the end of the week to to find out. Russell, we've given you a couple of months to play with the Android beta. What more do you want? What more do you want? <laughs> if you haven't bricked your phone and lost all your data yet, not right by now, you're never going to do it. You're just going to have to do it manually with a hammer. Um, <laughs> It's uh, so it's okay. Interest, interesting if true. Uh, as a friend of mine who's a science writer responds to every single like pop science, you know, it turns out that rubbing chocolate directly into your head improves your vision. And she, if she hasn't read anything about that and doesn't know how that will work, she simply says, "That's interesting if true." <laughs> uh, but, uh, so if so if this does happen, uh, what we do know uh, about the uh, first wave of updates is that it would be uh, for people who own a Nexus 6, a 6P, or a 5X. Uh, sorry if you have a Nexus 5. Uh, for now, you're not getting Android. And uh, uh, and obviously, you already know that if you don't have a Nexus device, you have to wait uh, for the final Gold Master to percolate through uh, your manufacturer. Uh, and... Uh, if I were, if in case this happens, I'm going to make sure that all my data is backed up. I'm going to do. I when I do that, I don't really back stuff up man, uh, explicitly. I just dock my phone, mount the file system, and grab anything off there that seems like it would be particularly interesting. Uh, and the only other qualm that I usually have about major updates like this, I mean, this is not an incremental update. This is going from a six to a seven. If I were traveling, <laughs> if I were boarding a plane on Friday. I knew way in heck would I install anything that major on it because all that has to happen is that you get to, you get to the airport, you try to board and realize that oh my boarding pass isn't there. Okay, well I'll call home and let them know. Oh wait, no, my my, my phone doesn't work. Well, at least I can get an Uber. No, the Uber app is crashing on me, and now I'm going to have to panhandle or hitchhike my way back home with a phone that is basically a flashlight. Oh wait, no, now the flashlight has burned out the the LED, and now I have no battery left. Why? Oh why? Oh why did I turn on auto updates? That's why they have beta <laughs> versions. That's why they have beta versions, Andy. Um, <laughs> it, it's surprising that the five is not Nexus five isn't going to get the update because my Nexus four uh, got marshmallow update. So they kept it going for quite some time. So, so sad, so sad. Maybe it's their way to try to get us to be curious about other phones and potentially buy them. Kind of reminds me of our next sponsor, 
Would you say, Yasmin, that it's like a stream of curiosity? Is that, is that what you're trying to get Ooh, at? Oh, it is like a stream of curiosity. It just is that so happens. Our sponsor. That was so terrible. <laughs> we, we've done the best lead you, into it. You owe me a dollar get. each for that transition. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. You, you have to make amends to the listeners however you wish to do that, but each, so you, each of you owe me a dollar. It's true. It's, just, so it's just like a swear jar, except worse. We have to, have to put the money in now. All right. I'll, I'll pay the money after the spot. But this, this episode is also brought to us by Curiosity Stream. Uh, Curiosity Stream is the world's first ad-free non-fiction streaming service. It's founded by John Hendricks, the founder of Discovery Cu- uh, Communications. And some of the things that you find in there, you'll find 1,400 titles and over 600 hours of content. It's, of course, available in lots of places. We talked about Samsung before launching worldwide. This is even better, 196 countries worldwide. And on so many platforms, you've got the web, Roku, Android, iOS, Chromecast, Amazon Fire, Amazon Kindle, Apple TV, um, they have a wide variety of science and technology content. You've also got nature, history, and many other topics. And they've just launched over 50 hours of 4K content. So if you're one of these people with a fancy 4K TV or screen, you're like, I want to try this thing out, you should check out Curiosity Stream. So in addition to these documentaries, they also have interviews and lectures. Uh, you'll find things like Stephen Hawking's universe in there. You'll find Next World. Uh, you'll find the, big, uh, the human face of big data which is currently exclusively on Curiosity Stream, and you'll find the road to the singularity, which is something I think our show, you know, we border on that a lot. We we talk about what happens when the the hour gets really smart. You know, they have documentaries on that as well. And you're wondering how much is all this going to cost you? Well, monthly and annual plans start at just $2.99 per month, which is less than a cup of coffee or any of the costs of these titles on competing platforms. So you want to go to curiositystream.com slash RelayFM and you want to use the promo code RelayFM during sign-up and you'll get unlimited access to the world's top documentaries and non-fiction series. And this is the best part, completely free for the first 60 days. So that's two entire months of content, including all the 4K stuff that I talked about. Just go to curiositystream.com slash RelayFM and use the offer code RelayFM at sign-up. And we want to thank Curiosity Stream so much for supporting this show and all of Real Life M. So there is a, a rumor, and also I think it's gone a little bit beyond a rumor because there is an actual APK download for those that are brave enough to uh, download it, is that there is going to be, with the new Nexus phones, they're going to be shipped with a new and improved launcher. Um, so things that are different within the launcher is that it actually has gotten rid of the app drawer icon. Uh, so one thing that people don't know with iOS is all your icon or all your apps that you've ever done downloaded or bought are all thrown to your home screen. Like there is not this place where they live in the app drawer. Like they're just always on your home screen and you can't hide them. You, if you really just don't want to see them, put them on like the last page that, that you want on your, on the home screen as you're swiping through them. Well, the way that Android works is it allows you to really make the home screen your own. So you can put whatever icons or groups of icons, folders that you want or widgets. Um, and there's always been this uh, app drawer that you get via the app drawer icon. It's usually on the homepage that then provides all the apps that you have that you can, you know, go in there and, and find the one you want. So it really allows you to make your home screen your own and you don't have to clutter your, your home screens. Okay. So with the new update for the Nexus launcher is that it allows the app drawer icon is gone so you actually get a list of all your apps by swiping up 
from like your the bottom <laughs> i'm trying to describe it from the the animated gifs i'm seeing here because i actually don't have the launcher in my hand but you it looks like you're swiping up from the bottom of the screen and it brings up all the different apps that you have and then it has a built-in uh, search bar in there so it allows you to quickly search for your apps which is really good because i could say one of the most annoying things of when you're going trying to find an app is swiping through all the different screens and finding finally finding the app that you want if you can just quickly search through it um, another thing that they've kind of added or taken away is the Google search widget, which before in most of the Nexus home screens, you had this Google search widget at the top, which allowed you to just quickly like tap into the widget and start typing away any things. Well, well, they got rid of that widget and now they have this like G pool tab that you can pull and then start accessing all the Google now features. Um, so it's, it's quite a bit of a change. Uh, it looks pretty cool. I would like to try it before I can really give like my full thoughts on what I what I think, but I think it makes it look pretty clean. What do you what do y'all think? I think it's very pretty. Um, the thing that I don't know, I, I, I guess I'm kind of have to get used to the idea of not having the omnipresent search box at the top of the screen on every single page. I think that it'd be nice to have that real estate back for sure. But I'm kind of used to the security of no matter where I am on my launcher, I just tap there. Uh, although it's, I guess they, they found a more eloquent way of doing it where there's this G button. If I tap that, it pulls out and now I can see the, the search thing. I think it also helps people to understand that, hey, look, look, Bozo, there on the left. That's where Google Now is, won't you? The fact that I've got this thing clinging to the left, doesn't that mean you want to drag to the left to see Google Now? I can, I've got a wonderful plan for your life if you will just for the love of God uh, swipe to the left. <laughs> I agree as well. I mean, the the positive part is you get one extra uh, icon down the bottom. So where previously the app drawer sat, um, you now get an icon. I don't know how big that is for me. Like for me, and I'm sure they've usability tested this, and perhaps Yasmin can speak to this as a UX designer, but I feel like removing the physical button to access the app drawer just makes it that little bit more hidden. And I'm sure they'll have a little tutorial screen that says, hey, it's, it's down here, dummy, like this is where you swipe. But <laughs> I, I do like the fact that, yeah, on my current phone, it's it's sitting there in the middle. It's always there. I tap it. I get my complete app drawer. It's very straightforward. It's very simple. Yeah, it's definitely very gesture focused, um, which gestures can be awesome, but they can also be very difficult because if you don't know that a gesture is there, you're never going to know to be able to use it. So that's why I like buttons, although they do clutter up the interface at times, can actually provide the user like, oh, hey, what happens when I tap this button? And hopefully you're a good UX designer, so you have a bit more knowledge of what happens. When you, <laughs> you give your user a bit more knowledge of what's going to happen when you tap that button. Um, so it looks, right now, I'm looking at it right now from the screenshots, and it looks like there's just like an up arrow. So I don't know. I, I'd have to play with it. Like, can you tap on the arrow and then it expands it? Or do I have to swipe up? Um, the the only problem that I'm thinking of is if you have like the up arrow there and then you accidentally like swipe on or tap on one of your apps and then it just does some weird stuff. I don't know. I Again, I'd have to play with it for me to like really look at it and think, oh, that, that that's really smooth or no, that's really confusing. Um, one thing, I have a dilemma, y'all. No, right, so dilemma. I have a is dilemma. Because, because you suddenly have a, a country accent? <laughs> <laughs> Y'all, you've been eating that Waffle House too much. <laughs> it's chicken. My Sorry, dilemma the is... waffles. Put them together. Get some maple syrup. Well, I thought Canadian. I was being anyway. funny. I was actually being mean. I'm sorry. <laughs> I come from well, a large family. Y'all, that's my dilemma. 
my dilemma is that I'm speaking with a Texas accent and now I don't know what to do with myself. No, my dilemma is in I've had screenshots of my home screen for like up to three years. And you know what remains consistent? Those the bottom four app icons. Stop back away. <laughs> I love the ki- the kitty wallpaper. <laughs> the kitty wallpaper is consistent. No, one thing that has remained consistent as I've been taking these screenshots are the ones that are at the bottom of the home screen, and so they're the ones that are always there when you're swiping through your your different home screens. These four apps remain consistent. And as long as I've been taking screenshots of my home screen, the apps that have been there are Chrome, Camera, then there's App Launcher in the middle, and then Hangouts, and then a phone calling app. So I don't know what I'm going to do with the fifth one. I'm going to have another fifth um, icon that I can add there, and I just kind of don't know what to do with myself. Like this is tune this in is this summer. Me into a Which app will receive the rose from from Yasmin? <laughs> <laughs> You've been with me for a long time now, but I just, just Adobe, feel like we've Adobe Lightroom. The days we have spent together have been like a kind of magic. Only it was real. I can hardly believe. However, sometimes I look at you and I wonder. Will I still feel the same way about you in 60 days as I do to this night? <laughs> There's some tough decisions ahead. And that's why I'm giving this final rose to Arthi. I, yeah. <laughs> I have never I, seen a single yeah, episode of The Bachelor or The Bachelor. Exactly goes, Andy. I could have it completely wrong. That maybe we'll have to do like a, a special rose ceremony for the app that gets it and it launches. <laughs> Because yeah, that middle spot, that's pretty important. I mean, the other thing is it that is. Andy Andy has just blown my mind in the Slack. I didn't realize you can, you've always been able to tap the app drawer in Google Now Launcher and you get a list of your apps. If you long press on it, it turns out it takes you straight to the search part. So it pops up the keyboard ready for you to tap, tap, tap in there. So there you go. If you didn't know that, you run Android, sorry, Android, you run the Google Now Launcher. It's in there. Yep. So you can you can long press and then just slide your thumb to like S and you suddenly get to the uh, all the S's. Why uh, you can long press and then are, slide. Are you saying that there was a gesture that already Whoa. did what we were hoping to do, but we both have never found it, and we're hardcore <laughs> oh, Android users? I <laughs> see we did that. Yes, man. <laughs> nope. That that that, that ha- well that happens a lot. It's, I, I I'm telling you I'm telling you the absolute <laughs> truth here. I have uh, I, I bought a f- I bought this really nice tripod. Two or three years ago, and has all kinds of different adjustment knobs on it. And I've always thought, gee, it's too bad that it, this really needs like to have like a manual or something to explain like how to get this get this running. I mean, I'll figure it out. But and then last week or two weeks ago, I've got the little bag that it comes in, and I said, gee, this, why is it so heavy on this side? And that's when I discovered there was a zippered compartment that I'd never seen before that contained the instruction manual and a set of metal-like spike feet you could screw into the bottom of this tripod. There's a, <laughs> I, I, I have also blown people mind, people's minds by, if you have a Vignor, like a Swiss Army knife that has like a corkscrew, like a fold-out corkscrew on the side of it, I, I, if you have one of these, I, I only hope you have it in your pocket right now because I'm going to blow your mind. What I want you to do is I want you to uh, extend the corkscrew all the way. Then I want you to look really carefully at the base of the corkscrew, like the, 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 the place where it hinges into like the, the, black, the black or the red or the colored plastic. See if you see like a little like metal dot next to the hinge. Guess what? 
That is an inch and a half long steel common pin that you can then remove and use to like uh, to like take care of a blister or to undo a knot or something that has always been there since the day you bought it. Even if in my case, I have had this in my pocket for 13 years and it took me until someone showed me that trick and blew my mind with it. So it's and, and software. Uh, it's 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 interesting to get a, a user uh, user experience experts' uh, point of view on this. But I've always thought there's sort of an interesting uh, difference between making a piece of software really easy to use for the first week, and you achieve that by not not putting all this clutter on the screen and making it easy to use after the person has learned the basics and give them, give these people these sort of tools that will make it easy to use for month number two through the life of the product. Yeah. That's always kind of the, the hard part about building apps is yes, you're going to have power users that are going to figure out how to do this stuff anyways. Uh, but you know, not everyone is a power user on day one. So you kind of have to have this balance of how are you helping them navigate through that? Um, one, one thing to note is that we were all saying, yay, we're going to get back the, the top of our search bar. You know, the search bar has been taking up some, some space on our home screen. Um, it actually looks like you may not be able to get it back. And of course, this is just an image that I'm looking at, so I don't know for sure. But if you see to the right of the Google like pull tab, there is a date with like the, it says August 1st, oh, right. Monday, 2016. So I think that's actually just a part of it because if you see some of the animations when you're like scrolling up, the, it hides. So, uh, which is actually pretty slick. I was reading some more about this by people who had uh, gotten access to it. And apparently uh, they're putting a shortcut to the calendar or a line of calendar information taking the place of the search box. Now, what am I going to do with the calendar app icon that lives on my home screen? This is too much. I quit. I'm, I'm leaving. I can't do this anymore. I think, These are I think staples the on my home screen. <laughs> no. I think the search box and the calendar app have formed an alliance so that if the search box goes away, there's still immunity for, for calendar. Uh, yeah. I no, think there's, I, there's I, definitely some I, The design looks pretty there. slick, though. I'd say the design looks pretty slick. I think the typography for the calendar, like the date, like that looks nice and simple. Um, I remember like the hardest part sometimes is just finding a simple like uh, widget that just displays information beautifully. Like sometimes you just find widgets that are just like so overpowering with so much information. You're like, just give it, just give me something simple. So it looks pretty cool. You have the pull tab for to get back to your Google. So um, it'll be interesting to see if it's actually faster or slower, like if we're actually going to be wasting time um, having to pull the G and then start typing versus just tapping into the search bar and start typing. Like, I don't even know if that's a thing that's really an issue or not, but I'm just excited. I'm excited. As the UX designer, I'm like, ooh, am I really going to notice a difference if I have to pull the tab out instead of actually typing into it? It'll be fun. Russell, I'm going to give you a million dollar idea. You can have this ready for by the time Ooh. this thing launches. Mm -hmm. If you can add a sort of system extension so that when they actually pull the tab, it makes the sound of a can of soda popping open. <gasps> yes. You know what? Charge $19 for it. Retire in three months. I'm going to take your million dollars, Andy, and I'm going to make Chris Lacey implement this. And I'll give him $500,000. we will go 50-50 because he's already yes. making the action launcher. He already knows how to mess with all this stuff. I'll be like, all we need, just a simple sound. So just take you five noise. minutes. Get on that. One last thing on the app launcher is that now you can have you can have an option to allow your home screen to be rotated. So before it's like pretty much locked on portrait screen and now you can be on landscape. 
Boom. Oh, I want to see on phones with software home buttons where they put the home buttons because on the tablets they've started putting them to the left and right of the screen instead of in the center. I, I think on phones yeah. they're still they're still centered, but this could be interesting. This is, off the this, is, this is so much stuff, fun stuff to like play with and look at people use. <laughs> I love how we're obsessing. Yeah. Where do the buttons go? As if normal people actually care. <laughs> they pay us it to matters. care for them. It matters. It's like okay. they, 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 they want us to freak out about it so that they can say, oh, listen to these nerds obsessing about this. Thank God I don't have to ask that question on Reddit where I have to admit that I'm actually fascinated by that myself. <laughs> And I do have to interject here because a few extra people have written to us this week. We want to acknowledge people from Vienna, Austria, Beirut, Lebanon, Bath in the UK, although apparently this guy's a former Australian, so I don't know if that counts, Israel, Tanzania, Saudi Arabia. There was tons more Canadians for some reason, more Americans, more Australians. We don't care about you anymore. We've got enough of you. We've collected the whole set. You know, it's in our Pokédex already. Mexico and Japan. Mexico. Yeah. But the thing about, again, the person from Japan is not actually a native resident of Japan they're visiting. And this guy said Vegemite is delicious. So his opinions about everything are clearly bogus. And I don't know if we can even trust was, the fact that he's in Japan. Was this a Japan. message from your wife? Because <laughs> I heard your wife likes Vegemite. Just oh, out, we, I don't know where you heard now. that from, Yasmin. Lies. Oh, Lies. snap. <laughs> <laughs> Suddenly this turned into The View. <laughs> We told well, you, it's an open, free debate. We don't know what everyone's going to say. This is where the truth comes out, everybody. We'll be back after this message from Paul Mollov. Does Russell's wife really like Vegemite? And apparently we had Stay some New Zealand listeners, or Marmite is their Vegemite of choice, which is also disgusting. I don't, don't know how it makes it any better, New Zealand people. Well, can't wait to, t- to taste it. Yeah, can't Yasmin, taste we'll bring it. you some Marmite, we'll bring you some Vegemite. I believe there is one other brand of disgusting black stuff that, that we can bring you as well. It, uh, only if you buy me a beer afterwards. All right, everyone? It already that is, is beer. It's the byproduct of beer. Oh, well, it's a, it's a beer in a can. <laughs> Mix it up with water and it's, you have a nice drink. It's the part of beer that even beer drinkers wanted no part of, so they oh. had to repackage it and sell it under another name. <laughs> it, only, when, it, only when I'm out of alcohol-based hand cleaner will I consider consuming this alcohol-based product. <laughs> Sounds like sounds like a delicious treat. Andy, where can people find you and stay connected with you? As usual, price of admission to the Andy Anatko Thrill Ride of Adventure is to spell my last name. Uh, I'm at Anatko on Twitter. I'm also Anatko on Instagram. And if you go to Anatko.com, you'll find a blog uh, in which I post synaptic misfirings that nobody's foolish enough to pay me uh, for. <laughs> and Russell, where can people find you? Uh, they can find me at Rusty Shelf on Twitter. And Yasmin, after many months of enduring jokes about when's the iOS version coming out, when it, the iOS version is now out, and I have a joke of my own. We happened to get a support request from a listener at the bottom. They said, and I quote, 100% quote, P.S. Don't tell Yasmin or Andy, but you're my favorite material <gasps> podcaster. Lol. No! Yeah. What? I'm not surprised. You're, you're quite lovable, Rusty. <laughs> oh, Andy's taking I... the high road. Plus, you've got you've got that exotic foreigner voice and that foreigner like <laughs> mysterioso mustache. <laughs> you're, the, the, uh, you're the kind of guy who like, comes in from know? overseas and like sweeps the the the, the hero's uh, girlfriend out, off her feet with your with your Australian charm. I don't know so what's going on here. So my question for of... you, Russell, yes. is when is the Android update for Paca's Cast coming out? We had the funniest support emails over the, the week where people were like, but the iOS version is six and ours is only five. I'm like, you've had these features for months already. You already have them all. There's pretty much nothing that you're missing, but we can put a six on it if you want. I'm, I'm happy to. 
But the number six is larger than the number five. <laughs> so much and larger. And I am at Yasmin Evian on Twitter. And you can find me telling you to APK responsibly. Everyone, stay safe out there. There's some APKs in the wild, and we don't want your phone uh, to, to get a, a nasty bug. So be patient. And I don't know where I'm going with this, but um, I just had the APK download thing open. We know That's that it was what whatever, you're, whatever you're trying to say, you were saying it with love. I was saying it with love, everybody. Saying it with love. You can find us on Twitter at Material Podcast. You can send us feedback at materialpodcast at gmail.com. And you can find us online on the web at relay.fm forward slash material. Until next time. Oh, yes. Quick thing. There is going to be a bonus material episode coming out in August sometime soon. What? But people people that get it are only the ones that are members, supporters of Relay FM or Material Podcast. You can support us, you know, actually contribute money to us directly or to support the entire Relay FM network. So if you are a supporter or have been a supporter, you will get this uh, membership only bonus episode. All of our shows are doing it including us. But as is going to be the best. No, I should well, I, I should point out a unique opportunity for our listeners uh, that we haven't actually decided what it's going to make up yet. And so if we if we look go to the webpage where we find out, holy mother of God, they've actually given us that much money, that will intimidate us into totally upping our game to a level that we had never even considered before. It's like above a certain level, I've decided that no matter what Yasmin, no matter what Russell think, we will be doing like a Christmas album, like a full-on seven-track <laughs> Christmas album. If it gets above a certain level that I would be foolish to tell you what I have decided that level is to encourage you to double whatever you had in mind because if you want to hear a trio of us doing jingle bells and anything else is public domain that we don't have to pay licensing fees for uh we'll put our hearts into anything but i'm saying that if we were we, we could be sufficiently intimidating to saying you know what we should rent costumes and we should actually like do uh gilbert and sullivan's uh, ruddy gore for instance and in full costume full staging i have an idea we should watch the movie the internship which takes place in google Ooh. and then do an internship episode on it Oh, well, we discussed the movie oh, in detail. Oh, this could be Well, we did. We Didn't we already do that? What we, but, what we, but what we could do is we could, we could, we could record even better. We could record like we could just like watch it together through uh, uh, through a Google Hangout. No, don't record make me do this again, Andy. Record <laughs> live commentary. It's for the listeners. Is nothing too good for our listeners? I don't think nothing is too good for our listeners. <laughs> so I think this is why you listeners need to send us money because I don't want to say yes. our stretch goals are that we're talking to Patrick Stewart and Morgan Freeman, but we're totally talking to Patrick Stewart and Morgan Freeman about perhaps joining us on this episode and giving us some narration as well. We have an in with their people who says that uh, Patrick Stewart usually walks from his health club back to his condo via the same route at roughly the same time every day. So we're really quite confident that we'll have that meeting and before anyone else gets hurt gets hurt gets hurt all right everyone see you later Until that's right time. give us money Stay before another person gets hurt whatever we have oh, to no, do to get no, you people no, to cough them. up let's face it if they've no, listened to one minute good 14, idea yasmin then. i we russell and i had the wrong idea you listen to yasmin she's she's vengeful She's vengeful. This, She's this got that like fire in her eyes. You don't want to see it, Matt. This is like Trust when me, high school uh, tried to try to get money and they had a fundraiser and they wouldn't turn off mm, bop, dip, dap, dap, mm, bop, until like they donated a certain amount of money. We, we will do that. We will do that. We should just stay on the line. <laughs> because though that's not a perfectly wonderful song. I know no one's listening live, but it doesn't matter. We're not leaving until we get your money. Uh, is there bathroom breaks?
I'm just kidding. All right. Bye, everyone. <laughs>